begin after eight taps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He was slinging pawns at a B&B when he had an epiphany. And make a part in about time too about not playing the ND. It was free for all and I heard him say he bought my borderlands. But just sit back and let Spencer do his trick cause you're incapable A-A-M's. Hey, hello again, Spencer here, free for all of another episode of Keep Off the Borderlands. Thank you very much TJ for the wonderful intro. I'll be talking a bit more about Osseus, my 2D6 system, and some slight tweaks I've made and why I've made them. But first up... Here's some call-ins. Hey, Jason here. Interesting thoughts. Um, you, you know, I ended up going the opposite with mine, as you'll hear when you listen to mine. I went to straight roll under on my mechanics just because it ended up working better for the when I decided to go simple. Rolling under was just easier. Like you, though, I do prefer rolling high because it feels better. Kind of like I went with advantage-disadvantage because it it's a feel-good mechanic, so I don't know, but very interesting on your thoughts, on your things, um, yeah, missile weapons, I'm gonna address that in mine, where, well, for missile combat will be the one time, or, you know, range combat or magic combat might be the only time where you have two separate roles, one for each side, so it's not perfect, but is what it is. I, I'll mention that next week's episode. The The other thing with Rules Light, like you mentioned, is the idea that you can only put so many mechanics in there and you have to leave things out, which part of Rules Light is you, you can bolt additional things on there anyway, so that's not a big deal. That came up recently in the Audio Dungeon, the idea of what's what defines Rules Light. and you know One of the complaints is the magic systems aren't t- typically robust if they're there at all, but I look at those as just systems you can bolt on later. So it's not a big deal. Um, anyway, enjoyed listening to your thoughts. Um, a little frustrated. I have to go download a new updated copy again. But I'm just getting with you. I will go look for that new copy and keep up the good work. Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast there. And I really appreciate your thoughts, Jason. Yeah, I'm not too worried about trying to create a perfect system. I just kind of come up with some principles for myself to follow and basically see what comes out the other end and just kind of keep going over it and ensuring that I am sticking to those principles. Really, that's all all I'm trying to do. I've made no mention of magic in my system. I mean, you could use magic in any number of ways. You could even use your favourite magic system now i got a message from you about uh rhesus rhesus not sure how you meant to say it i can't can't help you with the pronunciation but that that'll be in a follow-up episode where i can 
share my thoughts about that. The way that handles magic could very easily work with my system. Just make it all part of the qualities. Essentially, it works like any other skill that a character might have. The idea of freeform magic, to me, is quite daunting. I know some games use that kind of approach. I wonder if there is a system that really illustrates how to utilise freeform magic. I don't know. It's one of those things that you probably, you know, it comes out through play and me not having any experience with that. You know, it all seems quite mystifying. Got a nice message from uh, Joe Richter of Hindsightless and Wheel or Woe, followed by interesting couple of messages from Colin Spike Pit Green, which um, led to a realization that caused me to uh, take another look at my rules and uh, tweak them a little bit yet again. Yo, what up, Spence? It's Joe. Uh, just calling in because I, I know what you mean about the not liking the whole roll under thing and how there's no real rhyme or reason with it, man. I'm right there with you. The only time I like roll under is if it's in a percentile system because then to me that makes sense. But yeah, just I, I, I'm just on the exact same page about the aesthetics of rolling high as compared to rolling low so you're not alone and it doesn't need to make sense man but anyway that was a great episode and i still need to give your rule system a look over uh and i absolutely will do that soon man anyway have a great day i'll talk to you later peace out hey spencer excellent stuff totally agree with you regarding alignment and progression doing away with levels is something i want to explore the um, the problem with missile weapons in that two d six system when you failed a roll, I'm I'm thinking that perhaps the way to get around that is if you want this uniform mechanic and, and that's something I want I want to include in games that I am thinking about. Maybe you need to think about well what happens when you shoot at something and you miss. Maybe we need to recalibrate how we're thinking about damage um, does it boost the enemy do they feel emboldened because you can't hit the side of a barn um, do they do you suffer some sort of loss of morale do, do you are you injured in another stat you know there's got to be a cost oh colin i can't thank you enough for pointing that out see when i put from the outset i wanted health to represent both physical and mental uh, well-being, I suppose. And uh, in writing the rules, I've reverted back to thinking about them in the terms of hit points, physical damage. So, uh, yeah, I completely overlooked my own intention there in how they're used. And, uh, yeah, that would certainly work, using it as kind of maybe, you know, a knock on your... uh, your confidence, um, 
that would be perfect and solves the uh well what i perceived as a problem so thank you thank you so much i really appreciate that cheers uh speak soon what colin suggested there was something i'd intended to do from the outset and in the explanation of what health points represented being both physical and mental resilience and then as i'd gone on to write the rest of the rules i completely forgot about that aspect well not completely but at certain points i'd kind of reverted to thinking about them as hit points in the physical sense and essentially he sort of pointed out something that was kind of staring me in the face really so with you know health representing both mental and physical resilience essentially means that well the problem that i was i was thinking of was that when you fire a missile how could that lead to you taking damage but forgetting that that damage also represents effects to your mental state so it seems perfectly reasonable to interpret that as um, you know you miss with a missile and that has a knock on your confidence for that reason i also decided to remove i had a restriction on an unarmed attack that regardless of what you rolled you could only ever cause one damage again i was thinking in physical terms but i mean a punch in the face can do more than give you a sore nose so i decided to remove that restriction which also led me to think about the whole um rolling equal to the challenge number and it not causing damage and how unsettling it would be to fire a missile at someone it hits the target but has absolutely no effect and that would be equally if not even more unsettling and colin did make another suggestion it's funny you say that spencer about losing sight of your initial ideas i had a feeling you were trying to get away from hit points and uh yeah it's not that i'd can you know i'd thought that you was getting away from it but obviously subconsciously perhaps i'd picked up on that yeah the other thing of course that that i didn't really comment on was the idea of the draw where you equal the difficulty score i'm wondering about uh, like a plus one forward so it was near enough to give you that almost like morale boost or you've locked on or zeroed in on a task and you can then have a bonus so you lose a rat you sort of lose around but you're better placed on your next roll maybe something like that could work on a draw rather than the fail at cost anyway cheers mate catch you later now this is just my personal feeling the plus one forward i'm not too sure about that it might seem quite trivial but i do feel that it's almost like an additional mechanic and um 
I'm still thinking in terms of this success at a cost. But then I figured you could also interpret that as failing with a benefit. So kind of, uh, yeah, but no, but depending on what makes sense in that current situation. So in a way it could work like a plus one forward idea. You're either successful, but there's some kind of drawback, or you fail, but you get some kind of benefit from that. And I felt that putting it in those terms, it didn't sound like so much like a mechanic. It's just an addition to the narrative of what's going on. And just uh, thinking about how I've written this, and wanting to use very broad terminology. I, you know, I spoke about not wanting to use jargon, wanting to use kind of everyday language, and in doing so, making it seem less mechanical. And I feel that's the benefit of using broad terminology, like the term qualities. It's quite a broad term, because I was thinking it could cover all kinds of aspects, um, positive and negative, and how things respond in certain circumstances. Um, it sort of covers skills, benefits, hindrances, and scars, which is something that uh, Colin mentioned, which I've seen in, uh, in Into the Odd, and uh, several other places, I think. And as soon as he said that, I thought, well, yes, that would easily fit into what I've already done without it adding any kind of complexity to the rules. As with uh, the term backgrounds, I wanted that to be used in various ways. I mean, that could you could use that for class or a profession. Like you could just say you're, you, your background is that you're a thief. Or a burglar, you know, you get a bonus for everything related. Anything you could convincingly explain as being related to that. Or you could go into more depth with the background. You could say you were uh, a jester who offended the court and was exiled from the kingdom. Or, or a physician who'd inadvertently killing off a bunch of villagers or escaped slave or a gladiator who's won his freedom or or an alien crash landed from another planet um, you know any any anything or the background could be used to describe your cultural background your fantasy race or um, or your social standing or um, work like uh, failed careers and then I, I wanted to use uh, motivation and that was just to give characters a sort of an impetus to come up with a goal for them to work towards whether that being through an adventure or long term or maybe a compulsion that their character had 
which caused them to act in particular ways. Just a general attitude or disposition, you know, motivation could be used in all those senses. Um, and thinking about, seem to be doing a lot of thinking around the rules that I'm writing. But I don't want to kind of solidify that thinking into the rules. I want them to kind of trigger that sense of building off the rules in whoever reads it. I mean, that's that's the goal. I'm not suggesting that, that I'd be able to do that, but that's that's the intention, if you like, because I was thinking about the the way the challenge tiers work uh, with regard to obstacles and you know whether that would work like combat as it does in ICRPG where you would so you were picking a lock and you would have to whittle down that challenge number until the lock was picked or maybe you could use that number as just a target that you had to beat and bang you've picked the lock and uh, yeah, I wanted to leave that open in a way that um, you know either either approach would be valid, and it could be used in whatever way made sense within the fiction of the game. I didn't want to nail that stuff down, uh, which brings me back to this kind of core unified mechanic. You know, I really want to stick to that. You know, and let the process of running it at the bells and whistles that makes any sense anyway you know i just wanted to get those thoughts out there and explain why i tweaked the rules yet again and um you know i'm really interested in your feedback really appreciate those calls and um yeah any questions or anything that kind of causes me to maybe look at what I've done uh, because I mean what Colin said there really helped me to see the mistake I'd made in my own thinking and it's very easy to do you know you set out with an intention and then you kind of it's very easy to lose that initial idea in the process of just getting it written down Gary and Dave shared credit on the white bus as things advanced, their relationship was on the rocks Maybe less people know his name But he revolutionized war games With the first fantasy campaign On a Just one more thing. Two things, actually. Firstly, Joe, I don't think I properly thanked you for that wonderful message. Hope you're doing well, man. Don't worry about not having looked at my rules yet. You've got Pathfinder to deal with, man. I don't envy you at all. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm sure you're ribbed enough about that. Anyway, um, I've got yet another message from Colin um, with suggestions 
about my character sheet and I'd just like to address that. Over to you, Colin. Hey, Spencer, it's Colin. Uh, yeah, the other thing I meant to, sh- meant to say about Osseus, I thought that was a really cool title. I like the, the connection with the bones and the skeletal framework. Super cool. Uh, it's not like you to come up with a groovy title, is it, Mr. Keep Off the Borderlands? <laughs> um, but one other thing I wanted to add, I wonder if you know the character sheet, maybe that you could get that to earn its keep a little bit more. You've, you've got so much in the other pages. I think the character sheet is conspicuous by a sort of a limited usefulness. Wondered whether you could summarise some of the rules of perhaps character creation or information that you, you need to refer to. I know there's not a lot, but I wondered if you could add a bit more, get that get that character sheet earning its keep a little bit more. I don't know. Just um, Yes, I wonder if you're saying that because the character sheet looks a bit on the sparse side. The reason for that, was that my initial idea was to keep it to four pages and then be able to print those four pages on one side of A4, fold it twice to make a little booklet. Now I realise I'm stretching the definition of booklet there, but I think you understand what I mean. So essentially it's one step up from the pocket mod format so it's about postcard size and i wanted the character sheet to still be usable at that scale obviously things have changed a little bit what with frank turfler kindly creating a cover for me and me wanting to add attribution to it it's now six pages long Uh, so that kind of format doesn't really make sense so much anymore wondering if I could maybe turn it into a trifold. But that's the reason the character sheet might look a little bit wanting, a full scale. Um, as for adding rules to the character sheet, yes, I'm not sure what I would add to the character sheet. And if I do think about shrinking it back down to, say, a trifold, format maybe but I'll certainly I'll certainly consider that maybe create an alternative character sheet or something but uh, I hope you don't mind if I put that one on the back burner Colin but cheers for your call Uh, so thanks thanks for the feedback thanks for listening And uh, yeah, as before, there'll be a link to the rules. There'll also be a link to TJ's Patreon. And I urge you to get yourselves over to that Patreon and uh, just have a listen at what the guy's doing. Maybe slip him a few bucks. You owe it to your podcast. I've been Spencer, a.k.a. Free Thrall. If you want to leave me a message, you can ask me anything at all. Or email me at spencer.freeforall at gmail.com. And remember, if things get dicey, 
just roll with it.